What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of the Blow Trap Podcast. I'm here with you today to give y'all my real and honest opinion on everything talking rap and politics. Alright, so first off, I want the first thing I want to talk about. Now this is something that's big that happened over this last week. And everybody been talking about it lately. Everybody been wondering who fought it is, who's to blame. And I'm here to give y'all my opinion on who fought it is and who is to blame. And just basically just break down the events that happened at Astro World in Vegas. So unless you've been living under a rock, I'm pretty sure y'all all have seen to by now what has been transpiring over the week. So basically, Travis got through festival, uh, Astro World, okay, and people came out and came to uh, listen to his, you know, music at the little concert at the festival. But the thing is, the thing that's been really going around on the internet is people were dying at that concert. Now, I'm gonna just give it to y'all through the viewpoint of how I was seeing it in order. So I'm gonna talk about it, how I seen it in order. So the first thing I seen, I seen Travis Scott's trending on Twitter. And of course I looked at it because I gotta have content to talk about. So I wanted to figure out why was he, uh, why was he trending? So I clicked it and I looked. And I seen that people were dying at Astro World, and I seen like little clips of like people passed out and get a CPR and a whole bunch of other stuff. So let me tell you the first thing I thought. The first thing I thought when I seen that, I was like, damn, motherfuckers passing out. I was, I was like, hold on, because at this point I did not know people were dying yet. Like I thought people were just passing out. So I'm like, people passing out to see Travis Scott. I'm like, it ain't no way. And I even knew, I said, it ain't no way people are passing out to see Travis Scott. I said, it got to be something else. It got to be something else because there's no, there's no reason. There's no way. If people barely pass, I haven't seen people pass out for an artist since Michael Jackson. People barely pass out for Beyonce. So I can, shit, I'd be damned if I see some motherfuckers passing out for Travis Scott if y'all niggas not passing out for Beyonce. But anyways, <laughs> so I was like, damn people passing out like what's going on i was like was it hot like what like what was going on like did something fall on people like why is people hurt why is people passing out why is people injured because i was seeing people were injured now so i'm like what the fuck happened so i was confused and i'm like all right so at this point i still didn't know because it didn't come out of what happened like what was happening to those people until later on so i still ain't know what the fuck was going on so i see that people are like blaming Travis because he didn't stop the concert when people were dying and people were you know injured and passed out and stuff like that now again the first thing that I thought when I seen that was uh how was this Travis fought how was this Travis Scott's fault now I'm like cuz as a artist you feel me I'm not an artist but like I know when you or an artist and you're on stage I know it can be pretty hard to see the crowd for real for real you could probably only see like the first few rows in front of you and then after that it's probably just like a blur you feel me then you got all them lights in your face you got a whole bunch of music going on music blasting you can barely hear you feel me and then you got you know usually artists they got them little uh things in their ear them ear uh earbuds that you know 
that the um, people who are running the show can talk to the artists on stage. So I'm like, as an artist, there's a, there's a lot going on. So at first I was like, okay, I can see how Travis Scott missed what was going on out in the crowd because on stage, it's a lot going on. You feel me? So he probably didn't necessarily see. Now that was my first initial, initial reaction. Now that reaction changed. Once I seen the videos on TikTok, that people were actually climbing onto the stage to tell the production people that the show needs to be canceled, that it needs to be over. Like people are down here dying, people are passing out, people are getting injured, people are getting trampled. They're like, look, y'all need to cancel this. Y'all need to cancel this. That's when I was like, okay, now I'm kind of seeing why people are saying this is Travis Scott's fault. Because when it's getting to the point where motherfuckers are coming up to the stage to tell y'all to cancel, y'all need to just go ahead and cancel it. Because obviously the fans don't want the shit to keep going if people are down here dying. And what really pissed me off, because again, like I said, I wasn't really thinking it was Travis' fault until I seen that video. But I seen that video and then I seen another video that was really like, okay, yeah, he should have canceled this shit. It was a video on TikTok and them kids... Them kids, them people, it wasn't even just kids, were on top of the fucking ambulance, y'all. On top of the ambulance. Dancing. Fist pumping and shit. Them white people was on top of that shit. Fist pumping. Like we in Jersey Shore 2008 or something. Fist pumping and shit. And I'm like, is y'all kidding me? People are dying. People are hurt. And y'all are on top of this ambulance dancing while they are trying to save people. It could be somebody in there dying right now. And y'all are on top of this motherfucking ambulance dancing like y'all lost y'all mind. Right then and there is when Travis Scott should have canceled that shit. Because I know he's seen that. I know you see a motherfucking ambulance truck and niggas on top of that shit. At that moment when you see your fans are out of control. And they're causing more damage than what the fuck is already going on and what's already happening. You need to take that step as a artist to cancel that shit. But it's not just his fault. Everybody just putting it all on Travis. It's not just Travis' fault. It's that whole team. That whole production team, the people, the venue manager, the people behind the concert, the lighting, the sound. I don't give a fuck. It's everybody, everybody who had the power to end that motherfucking show. It's their fault. So, and Travis got that power to end it. So, therefore, yes, it is his fault. But it's not just his fault. It's all them niggas' fault. It's the whole management team, the whole venue team. All of their faults, not just Travis. So I can understand why a lot of people like trying to defend Travis. Oh, it's not Travis' fault. Oh, it's not Travis' fault. You know, a lot of things happens on stage you can't see. Cause like I said, I seen that in the comments on the shade room. Like some artists were commenting, like, like when you're on stage, you can't really see, you can't really hear, like it's a lot going on. And when I seen some of the artists comment that, I was like, okay, cause that's what I first initially thought. That's how I first initially viewed it was he probably didn't see what the fuck was going on down there because it's a lot going on on stage as an artist. But like I said, at the point where motherfuckers are coming up on stage to tell y'all to cancel it, there's no excuse. No excuse at all. There is nothing that y'all can say about it. So I'm going to um, get to pulling up some of these facts. Because uh, a good amount of people 
not a good it wasn't a lot it wasn't a lot but it's still enough for it to be a problem you know a good amount of people got injured and, and died at this fucking concert it has been confirmed that eight people died in the crowd at the Astro World Festival. Okay. Now the chief of police said that it was something pricking people. Somebody was going around pricking people, and that was the issue. So I'm reading this. It says the chief Sam Penna at nine or nine fifteen. The crowd began to compress toward the front of the stage and caused a panic and people were getting injured people were getting trampled and i'm gonna bring up this next thing later because this shit was crazy to me so keep in mind people was getting trampled y'all keep in mind of that shit because travis scott told niggas to come up move up move up so boom that's part of his fault anyways then he said if you have a relative who was at the event and if you not spoken to them you can go to the center da, 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 da. it's just basically t saying what people should do if they were at the event just to you know make sure they could tell their stories was heard when they got injured or whatever but i'm gonna play this little clip of what the chief of police said and then i'll be back with the rest of my commentary at eight at least eight confirmed fatalities tonight eight confirmed fatalities and we had scores of, of individuals that were injured here in this event. We had an attendance of approximately 50,000 uh, to the Travis Scott Astro World Festival event. What we do know is that at approximately 9 o'clock, 9.15, the, the crowd, we had... So y'all heard what the fuck he said. Eight people dead and several people were injured. Now, keep in mind, like I said, I told y'all to keep in mind the trampling thing. So, right now, right now, there is a nine-year-old boy, bro, a nine-year-old. This shit is killing me. A fucking nine-year-old boy is fighting for his life because he was crushed at the F as at the Astro World Festival. All of his organs are damaged, and he has severe swelling in his brain literally fighting for his life i want y'all to listen to this clip real quick even sharing this story is difficult it's such heartbreaking details his family tells me this young child was at this concert with his father they were bonding they loved travis scott his father put him on his shoulders to protect him from the crowd surge but that pressure overtook his dad or in melanie his dad passed out his son fell from his shoulders and he was severely trampled i'm told by his family that all of his organs are damaged he has a very severe swelling in his brain and his dad woke up friday night um, after after he was passed out, he couldn't find his son anywhere. He was here at Texas Children's Hospital listed as a John Doe because he was brought here without his father because he lost him during that crowd search while he was trampled. This child is now in a coma. His family was... So y'all heard that little clip of the little news report of that little boy. That is sad. And you know why that happened? Because Travis encouraged his fans to move forward. But it's not his fault though, right? But it's not his fault. <laughs> it's like, come on now, man. 
So the family of the nine-year-old is actually suing Travis Scott. Says he is to blame, which he, which he is. He told the motherfuckers to move up. He told them to move forward. But here go and I'm, as I'm reading these comments, bro, because I'm reading the comments right now. Uh, some of these celebrities defending him because they sweat because you know they they're artists themselves so they trying to you know oh like you know we can't really control that but yes the fuck y'all can't y'all have the power bro y'all have the power to stop everything y'all had that power he has that power and he did not use it said he used his power to tell motherfuckers to move forward and in that niggas got injured Instead of canceling the show You told niggas to move forward Instead of canceling the show And niggas got injured That's your fault That is your fault Now that one That's not nobody else's fault That That's not the production's fault That's nobody else's fault But Travis Because he the one who encouraged that shit So That was that one That's just another That was just another example That I found So this whole situation is crazy. I want to play this little. Uh, I want to play this little uh, apology thing that Travis so-called thought that he did. It didn't even look like he wanted to do this shit for real. But I'm gonna play this motherfucking apology, and y'all can hear this, niggas. Just want to send out prayers to the to the ones that was lost last night. We're actually working right now to identify the families. So we can help assist them through this tough time. You know, my fans, my fans like, my fans really mean the world to me, and I always just really want to leave them with a positive experience. And anytime I can make out, you know, anything that's going on, you know, I, you know, I stop the show and you know, help them get the help they need. You know, um, I could just never imagine a severe situation. We were working closely. So, like I was saying, bro, he even looked like he wanted to apologize for real. And he said a whole bunch of nothing. A whole bunch of motherfucking... I just a whole bunch of motherfucking nothing, bro. He hasn't said... A whole bunch of nothing. Anyways, so basically the Kardashian clan, you know, they finna do the little PR cleanup, but I don't think... I don't think it's gonna be any P, any good PR cleanup for this, especially with the lawsuits that he's getting. He gonna have to pay some money. Best to believe he gonna pay, have to pay some money. And some people were saying like that this kind of happened before with uh, Gwen Stefani, but it wasn't like the same like predicament. But she also like something was happening. She also told people to move up, move forward, and people were getting hurt and people were getting trampled and stuff like that. And people were suing her for that and she ended up having to pay them families so Travis Scott might as well just go ahead and call it a quits and just pay these niggas cause it is his fault just like it's everybody else's so that's why that's all I want to speak about on that cause it's still an ongoing developing story when it get more I'll speak more into it but the next thing I want to talk about is Summer Walker's new motherfucking album, okay? Still over it, had dropped. Um, It had dropped the day after I had uh, posted my last podcast. I, lo I like it. I love the album. A lot of people hating on it. A lot of people, oh, it wasn't all that. It's not all that good. It's overhyped. Da -da 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 -da. It's not as good as the first one. Now, with that one, with that, I agree. 
it is not as good as the first one. The first one will forever be that shit. The first one is a classic, for sure. Her first album will forever go down in history as a classic. And it had no skips. No skips at all. The only reason why I say Over It is better than Still Over It is because even though I really don't skip no songs on Still Over It, I do skip one song, and that's that song that she got with JT. I'm sorry. I told y'all I was going to do that shit when it came out. I said that that one song was going to be the one song I skipped, and it was. I'm glad all the other songs was good. I'm glad I ain't had to skip nothing else except for that one song. That's the only reason why I say Over It is better than Still Over It because of that one song. But other than me, it's right back on par. My favorite songs on the album is Unloyal, the one with Ari uh, Lennox. I love that song. And I also love uh, the fourth baby mama because she was saying she was spitting some real shit. She was spitting shit she was actually going through. And I like when people actually do that because you that's the shit that you feel the most. So she actually, actually chart data um, said that Still Over It is actually named, aiming for a number one debut on a U.S. chart, which is great. 100 and 85 to 210k first week sales that is dope summer walker is in her motherfucking bag but also she uh said something where is it at oh here it goes. she was talking about she stepped in the shape room and she was giving her opinion on london so basically this is what she said she said london he didn't write shit he didn't produce shit either he was just he just handpicked the niggas he wanted to do all the work and attached his name to it while he was out screwing hoes while I was pregnant. Which she actually said that in that fourth baby mama song. That's one of my favorite lyrics from the whole album is when she said, you said you at work, but other niggas was claiming that they made the beats. So how that work? That's one of my favorite lyrics. Cause I was like, damn. I was like, nah, he was out here lying, say he was at work, but niggas was saying they was making the beats. What? That's crazy. <laughs> uh, she said the most he did was sprinkle a wind chime effect on a song that was already done, then put his name on it. The last album, he actually did the work, and it was a great project. He is super talented, but for this album, LOL, no, sir. But I guess... The City Boys is up. Taking credit for ish you ain't do and not actually having to take care of the kids you made. LOL, I'm going back to minding my business. This just triggered the hell out of me. So I guess somebody said that London on the track, the first nigga in history to get paid off his own diss song. That's was what she was uh that's what she was referring to when she said that shit. I don't care if London made that shit or not. She ate that motherfucking album up. And that's on who? That's on Power Rule. Anyways, so next up, that's all I want to talk about that is just bring that up real quick and talk about my opinions on the album. I loved it. One of the best R&B albums this year for sure. Um, next I want to talk about is uh, Henry Ruggs third. I guess he got into a big, big car crash and he was traveling 156 miles per hour like a dumbass before he crashed and killed a 23-year-old woman. The 23-year-old woman was Tina Tinter. Sorry if I mispronounced uh, her name. Rest in peace, baby girl. Uh, that is sad. I've seen the little video of him like sitting on the side, like crying while the fucking car was in flames and shit. That shit is crazy. 
That shit is crazy. He might as well kiss his motherfucking life goodbye because he's going to be sitting in jail and thinking about what the fuck he did for a long-ass time. Come on, y'all, now. we It's been too long. Driving drunk is not the move. Especially not going 156. If you're going to drive six, at least go the drive drunk. At least go the motherfucking speed limit around this hoe. You are already drunk. Why would you risk other people's life? You are already risking lives by driving on the road drunk. Why is you risking more lives by speeding drunk on the road? That shit don't make no sense to me. It just doesn't make no sense at all. Uh, but that's... Uh, hold on, I ain't dealt with him. One of his, uh, one of the New York, because Henry Ruggs is an NFL player. So one of the, another NFL player, he he's on the New York Giants. He's the wide receiver. He said, we're young. Everybody makes mistakes. Y'all looking at the situation like this or that because it ain't y'all. Having so much to say, he know he messed up. Don't drag him for it. He deserves to get dragged Because nigga you, There's no reason why You should be driving drunk Going 156 I'm sorry I don't give a fuck If you that That's not a fucking Mistakes Mistakes can be fixed You killing somebody You can't fix that That's not a mistake That's a permanent Mistake Not a mistake That you can just Erase with an eraser And everybody just think It's cool No nigga You fucked up Anyways He uh, That's goofy to me just pray for the families He was better off just shutting up and playing ball. What, what that white girl say to uh, motherfucking LeBron James that one time? Shut up and play ball. That's what the fuck he need to do. Shut the hell up and catch that fucking football. Because, nigga, you defending him don't make you sound good at all. Just shut your ass up and play football, please. Please shut your ass up. Because now you finna get dragged. Because you want to see here... And defend somebody. See people in the comments talking about, huh? Sweetie, go play some football. Somebody else said he literally killed somebody. Exactly. 156 miles though. Bye. It's, I'm glad everybody in the comments understands. Because that shit don't that's not no little mistake. That is not no little fucking mistake. What? Everybody makes mistakes? Yeah. But you killing somebody because you wanted to drive 156 drunk is not a motherfucking mistake. That's not a mistake. <laughs> What is wrong with y'all? Come on. He need to shut up and play football. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say about that one. Because that nigga really just pissed me off defending him. I I'm going to move on. Next up is... Alright, so the next thing I want to talk about is Jada Pickett Smith and Will Smith. Now, these two have been telling us everything that we don't really want to know about their relationship ever since Jada... And Will was on that motherfucking red table talk And she said something about her having an entanglement With August Alcina Ever since then it's just like They just been going back and forth For like who could tell us the most about their Marriage And I'm just here to say that We could all just live peacefully Without knowing what the fuck be going on in their marriage Every 24 seconds But I want to bring this up because this this is kind of funny to me. It, it kind of blew me a little bit. So, Will Smith, he shared that, he shared his feelings about Tupac. So, he was saying, basically, he said, I hated that I wasn't where he was in the world. I suffered raging jealousy. I wanted Jada to look at me like that. 
And that was really crazy because we, because we, I know we all know that it's like a joke within the black community that you know Jada Pickett's love for her life was Tupac. Even though Tupac wasn't with her when he passed, you know we all just had the dream that like if Tupac was alive today, that we just envisioned them being together. You feel me? Because they was just like that couple that you could really see together. And to me, it's really crazy how. Will Smith felt like some type of jealousy towards that. Like he felt like, because Tupac was very influential to the world. Like whether it came for rap music or anything else, like he was very influential. He was a very smart person. You feel me? He he had a little bit of anger issues. You feel me? But he was very smart, very intelligent. You feel me? He was an activist, damn near. You know, so I could. Understand why Will Smith uh, feel like that a little bit, but Will Smith he's very important to the black community also. To be honest, like they both did stuff for the black community that were always that we will always remember them for. So I wouldn't say it's really a reason for him to feel uh, jealous. But he also said in the beginning of our relationship, my mind was tortured by their connection. He was Pac and I was me. I hated that I wasn't where he was in the world, and I suffered a raging jealousy. I wanted Jada to look at me like like that. If she chose me over Pac, there was no way I could be a coward. I have really felt more validated. I was in a room with Tupac on multiple occasions, but I never spoke to him. The way Jada loved Pac rendered me incapable. But that's crazy to me But like I said They just always sharing stuff About their relationship That we really don't be caring about Then I guess he Opened up some more About his intimate life With Jada Pickett And I guess he was like Was I going to satisfy This woman sexually Or I was going to Die trying That's what he said Yeah They really be sharing a lot About their relationship That we don't need to know And I re- and From the stuff that they Do be sharing It's not like they need Some counseling Or they might need To get divorced Because I don't know What they got going on Over there But it, it, I mean If it works for them It works for them It, it drives a boat But I, I I don't know What the fuck They got going on But also Another thing I wanted To bring up this is not about Will Smith and Jada. This is about R. Pissy. Now, R. Pissy, you know, he locked up and they not letting him out no time soon. And I guess why he locked up, one of his cellmates made a comic book dictating the two doing yoga together, y'all. I cannot believe this shit. This shit, this shit funny as hell. In a minute, they're gonna start printing these in the news. <laughs> I hope not, but I, I'm just playing. I hope they don't start printing that shit in the news. But, uh,. That's crazy to me. Our pussy and J- it looks like our pussy and Jill having the time of his life. It sound like shit with his broke ass. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next. Moving on to the next. Uh, the one boy. Now y'all remember a while back ago during the uh, you know the protest that was going on the Black Lives Matter protest. Uh, it was one that happened in Wisconsin. And it was that one white boy who was walking around. That little white boy was walking around with a gun and shit. And he called himself protecting businesses. Y'all can't see my air quotes, but protecting businesses and 
First off, that nigga didn't even live in that city, so I don't understand how you protecting people in cities and businesses and shit. And you not even from over there. But anyways, he came to a whole different city where they was doing a Black Lives Matter protest, basically just looking for a reason to shoot people. He was walking around there with a gun, and he killed two people. But they said that the two people jumped him. But I, I'm trying to figure out what did he expect when you're walking around a Black Lives Matter protest with a gun threatening people. Oh, and then you know it was, and then there was a big story after you know how the cops was giving him water and shit and thanking him and shit. Yeah, mm-hmm, y'all remember that? Yeah, that dumbass shit. So his name is Kyle Rittenhouse, right? And he was in his trials right now for basically what he did because he killed two people, you know. But they trying to say it was you know self defense, which I really can't see that as being self defense. Where he basically went out looking for a fight. You went to a whole different city with a gun, starting shit. You feel me? It was a peaceful protest, and they say he was trying to protect businesses and the business around there and people pay him to protect it. I don't know. White people just be making up shit to fit the story, though, Cap. But I swear, a lot of the times, white people, they be saying shit on social media, it don't even be fitting into the story. I be like, I just threw this in here just to make it sound better. Like, I bet you this this is nowhere in the case that it says he was out there protecting businesses. They just threw that shit in there to make make them feel better. But anyways, this nigga was in court crying it was first of all he don't even look like he crying it looked like he trying to win an oscar for real for a fake cry but it, it don't even look right like it look like he trying to push that shit up like he ain't a fucking lemonhead or something so basically lebron james commented on it he said what tears i don't see one man knock it off that boy ate some lemon heads before walking in court and that's what exactly what the fuck it looked like like he had a sour patch kid or something like boy you was not crying you was a-okay <laughs> Ain't nobody trying to hear no Give you no sympathy Bitch cry me a motherfucking river Cry me a river But speaking of trials Now this is probably going to be The last thing I talk about Speaking of trials The one, the guys who had uh, Basically chased down And shot and killed Ahmad Aubrey uh, Their trial is coming up and the crazy thing about their trial is they basically have one basically they only got one black juror out of the whole jury. Everybody else is white and only there's only one black juror. Now to me, I don't know what that's on like to y'all, but to me that that already just sound like a setup. Now Chili from TLC, uh, I guess TMZ asked her her opinion on it or whatever, and she was basically trying to say like people should be optimistic, kind of like people we, that we should basically put our faith into the jury and the justice system for them to do the right thing. Now that sound all nice, sweet, and dandy and all, but when we live in America. With three K's, okay, and it's been proven time and time again because I'm a history person, I love history, so I love the facts of history. So let's bring up facts when it's been shown to us time and time throughout history that black people we tend to not get the justice we deserve, especially when the white, when it's a mostly white jury, it is literally that happens to us. 
over and over in history. So I'm trying to figure out where her optimistic optimism is coming from because I can't be optimistic about this shit about a whole white jury. Basically, I can't be optimistic about that. How am I gonna be? How am I gonna be complacent with that? How am I like? How can I sit here and think, yeah, maybe I should hope that they got a good heart and do the right thing. Like, I can't do that when it's been proven time and time again that that's not the case. People are, people are shysty. People, people don't give a fuck at the end of the day. You feel me? So, if they got a view on something, how they gonna change their views? I feel like it's really just setting it up for failure for real. I really hope Omar Arbor get the justice he really deserved because they really did him bold. Like they really chased this man down, shot and killed him. And I think they learned him. I think they tried to lynch him after they didn't pay also also white supremacist supremacist shit. This shit is crazy to me. It's true when we're talking about some damn be optimistic. Hope that they do the thing good thing. Believe that they will be kind. Believe that they will be kind. My motherfucking ass. <laughs> they finna let them niggas go. I hope they don't let them niggas go. They let them niggas go. They asking for a motherfucking. Uh, they asking for all hell to break loose. Cause that shit, it just not gonna make no damn sense. Like it's literally on video of them doing it too. Like it's not even speculation. He said, she said. Like it's a whole video of them doing that dumb ass shit. But. I'm going to keep my finger crossed for that trial. Hopefully that trial do go right. And we do get the justice. He gets the justice he deserves. Rest in peace. Because he did not deserve to get killed like a, like an animal. Like he was some type of cattle or something. That joke is crazy to me. But that's how I'm going to end this podcast. Y'all make sure y'all follow me on all social media. The King XJ on Instagram. The King J 500 on Snapchat and Twitter. I'm your boy, the King J, and make sure y'all check out with me next time on the Blood Trap Podcast. I'm wrapping up episode six. See y'all later.